1: My dear Watson, let us return to our humble abode. Two two one B Baker Street, please, Kevin. From London, we present the Mazarin Stone by Michael Hardwick, based on the short story by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, The Mazarin Stone. It was pleasant to find myself once more in the untidy room on the first floor of number two two one B Baker Street which had been the starting point of so many remarkable adventures. I looked round me at the scientific charts upon the wall, the acid charred bench of chemicals, the violin case leaning in the corner, the cold scuttle which contained, as of old, the pipes and tobacco. Finally, my eyes came round to the fresh and smiling face of Billy, the young but very wise and tactful page, who had helped to fill up the gap of loneliness and isolation which surrounded the saturnine figure of the great detective now that I was married again and living in Paddington. Ah, it all seems very unchanged, Billy.
2: You don't change either. I hope the same can be said of him. I think he's in bed and asleep, Dr. Watson. Oh, and it's uh, seven o'clock of a lovely summer's evening. That means the case, I suppose. Yes, sir, he's very hard at it just now. I'm frightened for his health. He gets paler and thinner and he eats nothing. Mm. will you be pleased to die, Mr. Holmes, I heard Mrs. Hudson asking him. 7.30 the day after tomorrow, he told her. <laughs> you know his way when he's keen on a case. Sir.
1: Yes, yes, really, I know.
2: He's following someone, I can tell you that. Yesterday he was out as a workman looking for a job. Mm. Today he was an old woman. Well, fairly took me in he did, and I ought to know his ways by now. <laughs> yes, certainly ought to. Well, this old parasol here against the sofa, well, that's I... part of the woman's outfit you know what it's all about? It, it's this case of the Crown Diamond. What, the £100,000 burglary? Yes, sir. They must get it back, sir. Why, oh, we had the Prime Minister and the Home Secretary both sitting on that very sofa. Really? Oh, Mr. Holmes was very nice to them. He soon put them at their ease and promised he'd do all he could. Then there's Lord Cantlemere. Oh. But I can't stand his lords. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither can Mr. Holmes, sir. You see, no. he don't believe him, Mister Holmes, and he was against employing him. He'd rather he failed.
1: Well, we'll hope he won't fail, and the Lord Cantlemere will be confounded.
2: I see, Billy, what's that curtain for across the window? Oh, Mister Holmes had it put there three days ago. Oh, we've got something funny behind it. Something funny? Yeah, you can uh, see it, sir. Well...
1: Bless my soul, a perfect replica of Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> old
2: dressing gown and all. See how the head can move about? Yeah. Well, we put it at different angles so that it'll be more lifelike. I-, I wouldn't dare touch it if the blind weren't down, mind. Yeah. But when it's up, you can see this from right across the way. Yes, we used something of the sort once before, you know. Oh, well, that must have been before my time, sir. Yeah. There are, there are folk who watch from over yonder. <laughs> oh, I can see a fellow now can we have a peek through the curtains that'll do
1: billy you were in danger of your life then my boy and i can't do without you just yet Well, Holmes, my dear oh. watson <coughs> it's good to see you in your old quarters once again yeah. you come at a critical moment oh so i gather you can go billy uh,
2: yes
1: mr Holmes. <laughs> ah that boy is a problem watson uh-huh. how far am i justified in allowing him to be in danger danger of what Holmes? of sudden death huh? I'm expecting something this evening. Expecting what? To be murdered, Watson. Oh, <laughs> oh come, come, Holmes, you're joking. Even my limited sense of humour could evolve a better joke than that. But we may be comfortable in the meantime, may we not? Uh, is alcohol permitted?
2: Certainly.
1: The gas, and cigars are in the old place. Now then, let me see you once more in the customary armchair. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's right. Here you are, Watson. Thank you. Go. Now then, your very good health, my dear fellow. And yours too, my dear Holmes. You, um, <coughs> you have not, uh, I hope, learned to despise my pipe and my lamentable tobacco. <laughs> it, uh, it has to take the place of food these days.
2: Yes, but why not eat?
1: Because the faculties become refined when you starve them. Mm -hmm. Why, surely, as a doctor, my dear Watson, you must admit that what your digestion gains in the way of blood supply is so much lost to the brain. Mm -hmm. I am a brain, Watson. Mm -hmm. The rest of me is a mere appendix. Therefore, it is the brain I must consider. It's with this danger, Holmes. Ah, yes. In case it should come off, it would perhaps be as well that you should burden your memory with the name and address of the murderer... You can give it to Scotland Yard with my love and a parting blessing. Oh. Sylvius is the name. Sylvius. Mm. Count Negretto Sylvius. Count Negretto. Well, oh, write it down, man. Write it down. Count right. Negretto. Hmm. 136, mm. Moorside Gardens, N.W. Moorside Gardens, N.W. Got it? Yes. Holmes. Hmm. I've, um, nothing to do for a day or two. You can count on me. Your morals don't improve, Watson. You've added fibbing to your other vices. You bear every sign of a busy medical man with calls on him every hour. Not such important ones, but can't you have this fellow arrested? Yes, I could. That's what worries him, sir. Um, Why don't you? Because I don't know where the diamond is.
2: Ah,
1: Billy, tell me, The, the missing crown jewel. Yes, the great yellow mazarin stone. I've cast my net and I have my fish, but I've not got the stone. What's the use of taking them? Oh, we can make the world a better place by laying them by the heels, but that's not what I'm out for. It's the stone I want. And is this Count Silvius one of your fish? Yes, and he's a shark. He bites. Oh. The other is Sam Merton, the boxer. Not a bad fellow, Sam, but the Count has used him. He's a great big silly bull-headed gudgeon, but he's flopping about in my net all the same. Where is this Count Silvius? I've been at his very elbow all the morning. You've seen me as an old lady, Watson. Oh, yes, indeed. I was never more <laughs> convincing. He actually picked up my parasol for me once. No. Uh, By your leave, a madame, said he. A half Italian, you know. Oh, yes. All the southern graces of man are when he's in the mood. But he's a devil in kind in the other mood. Life is full of whimsical happenings, Watson. It might have been tragedy. Well, perhaps it might I followed him to old Stravinsay's workshop in the minories. Stravinsay made the air gun, a very pretty bit of work. And I rather fancy it's in the opposite window at the present moment. Billy showed you the dummy. Well, it may get a bullet through its beautiful head at any moment.
2: Miss Rosa. Ah,
1: oh, Billy, what is it?
2: There's a gentleman to see you, sir. Here's his card. Oh,
1: thank you. Ah, oh, the man himself. Hmm. I hardly expected this. Grasp the nettle, Watson. A man of oh. nerve. Possibly you've heard of his reputation as a shooter of big game. Oh, of course. Not. Well, it would be a triumphant ending indeed to his excellent sporting record if he added me to his bag. Mm. This is a proof that he feels my toe very close to his heel. I'll send for the police, Holmes. I probably shall, but not just yet. Would you glance carefully out of the window, Watson, and see if anyone is hanging about in the street? Certainly. Uh one rough fellow near the door. That will be Sam Merton, the faithful but rather fatuous Sam. Uh, Where is this gentleman, Billy? In the waiting room, sir. Show him up when I ring. Yes, sir. If I'm not in the room, show him in all the same. Very good, sir. Now, Now, look here, Holmes, this is simply impossible. This is a desperate man who sticks at nothing. You'd have me believe he may have come to murder you. I shouldn't be surprised. Then I insist on staying with you. You'd be horribly in the way. In his way? No, my dear fellow. In my way. Well, be that as it may, I can't possibly leave. Yes, you. you can, Watson, and you will, for you've never failed to play the game. I'm sure you will play it to the end. Of course. This man has come for his own purpose, but he may stay for mine. Now then, take this note I've written. Yes. Take a cab to Scotland Yard and give this to y'all of the CID. Come back with the police. The fellow's arrest will follow. Oh, I'll do that with joy. <laughs> Before you return, I may have just time enough to find out where the stone is. Now then, I'll just ring for Billy to show him up. And I think we'll go out through the bedroom. Oh, yes. This second exit is exceedingly useful, you know. Uh-huh. i rather want to see my shark without his seeing me. And I have, as you'll remember, my own way of doing Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh, yes. The, um... Effigy, Holmes. Shouldn't the curtain be drawn over it again? No, 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 no. We'll leave it as it is. Oh, uh, perhaps just a, a touch to this splendid head. A little forward onto the chest, nice. as though somewhere in the middle of 40 weeks. Hmm? There. Now then, come along. Well, I, I only hope you know what
2: you're doing, after all. Any here, please. Uh. Holmes himself. And a
1: soup? How very coldly! he do. Break it, Carl. Don't break it. What? Holmes. It's a pretty little thing, isn't it? Tavernier, the French modeler, made it. He's as good at waxworks as your friend Strauvenseys at air Airgun. guns. Air oh. guns, sir? What do you mean? Oh, put your hat... And stick on the side table before you're tempted to do any other form of damage. Very well. Thank you. And pray take a seat. Oh, would you care to put your revolver out also? Very well, if you prefer to sit on it. Your visit is really most opportune, Count Sobius. I wanted badly to have a few minutes chat with you. And And I, too, wish to have some words with you, Holmes. That is why I am here. I won't deny that I intended to uh, assault you just now. i rather gathered that you had some idea of the sort in your head. But why these personal attentions? Because you have gone out of your way to annoy me. Because you have put your creatures upon my track. My creatures? I assure you, no. Tough nonsense. I have had them followed. Two can play at that game, Holmes. It's a small point, Count Sylvius, but perhaps you'd kindly give me my prefix when you address me. You can understand that with my routine of work, I should find myself on familiar terms with half the rogues gallery. And you will agree that exceptions are invidious. Well, Mr. Holmes, then. Excellent. But I assure you that you are mistaken about my alleged (laughs) agent. Other people can observe as well as you. Yesterday there was an old sporting man. Today it was an elderly woman. They held me in view all day. Really, sir, you compliment this. Oh, Baron Dawson said the night before he was hanged that in my case what the law had gained, the stage had lost. And now you give my little impersonations your kindly praise. It it was you. You yourself. You can see in the corner the parasol which you so politely handed to me in the minories before you began to suspect. What you say now only makes matters worse. It was not your agents, but your play-acting busybody self. (laughs) You admit that you have dogged me. Why? Come now, Count. You used to shoot lions in Algeria. Well? But why? Why? Huh? The sport, the excitement the danger. And no doubt to free the country from a pest? Exactly. My reason's in a nutshell. Oh, for that... Sit when... down, sir, sit down, and take your hand away from your hip pocket. Thank you. There was another more practical reason. I want that yellow diamond. (laughs) (laughs) You knew that I was after you for that. The real reason why you're here tonight is to find out how much I know about the matter and how far my removal is absolutely essential. Well, I should say that from your point of view, it is absolutely essential. For I know all about it, save only one thing, which you are about to tell me. Oh, indeed. And pray, what is this missing fact? Where the crown diamond is now. Uh You want to know that, do you? How the devil should I be able to tell you where it is? You can and you will. Indeed? You can't bluff me, Count Silvius. You are absolute plate glass. I see to the very back of your mind. Uh, Then, of course, you see where the diamond is. Uh Aha! Then you do know. You have admitted. I admit nothing. Now, Count, if you will be reasonable, we can do business. If not, you will get hurt. And you talk about bluff. Do you know what I keep in this book? No, sir, I do not. You? Me? Yes, sir, you. You are all here. Every action of your vile and dangerous life. Damn you, Holmes. There are limits to my patience. It's all here, Count. The real facts as to the death of old Mrs. Harold, who left you the Blimer estate which you so readily gambled away. Ah, <laughs> you're dreaming. And the complete life history of Miss Minnie Warrender. Yeah, you'll make nothing of that. Plenty more here, can't. Here is the robbery in the Trandelux to the Riviera on February the 13th, 1892. Here is the forged check in the same year on the Crédit Lyonnais. What has all this talk to do with the jewel you spoke about? Gently, can't. Restrain that eager mind. Let me get to the points in my own humdrum fashion. I have all this against you, but above all... I have a clear case against both you and your fighting bully in the case of the Crown Diamond. Indeed. I have the cabman who took you to Whitehall and the cabman who brought you away. I have the commissionaire who saw you near the case. I have Ike Saunders who refused to cut it up for you. Ike has speeched, and the game is up. You! you That's the hand I play from. I put it all upon the table, but one card is missing. It's the King of Diamonds. I don't know where the stone is. And you never shall know. No? Now, be reasonable, Count. Consider the situation. You are going to be locked up for 20 years. So is Sam Merton. What good are you going to get out of your diamond? None in the world. But if you hand it over, well, I'll compound a felony. We don't want you or Sam. We want the stone. Give that up. And so far as I'm concerned, you can go free, so long as you behave yourself in the future. If you make another slip, well, it'll be the last. But this time, my commission is to get the stone, not you. And if I refuse? Why then, alas, it must be you and not the stone.
2: Did you ring, Mr. Holmes?
1: Yes, Billy. I think, Count, that it would be as well to have your friend Sam at this conference. After all, his interests should be represented. Uh, Billy, you will see a large and ugly gentleman outside the front door. Ask him to come up. Very good, sir. And what do you intend to do now? My friend Dr. Watson was with me just now. I told him that I had a shark and a gudgeon in my net. Now I am drawing the net, and up they come together. Holmes, it's no use fingering your revolver behind your back, my friend. Even if I gave you time to draw it, you know perfectly well you dare not use it. Nasty, noisy things, revolvers. Better stick to air guns. Uh, I think I hear the fairy footsteps of your estimable partner. Good day, Mr. Merton. Rather dull in the streets, is it not? What's the guy now, Count? Uh, shut the door, please. Thank you. What's his fellow want, Count? Push up. If I may put it in a nutshell, Mr. Merton, I should say it was all up what? Now, look here, Count Silpius. I'm a busy man, and I can't waste time. I'm going into that bedroom. Pray make yourselves quite at home in my absence. You can explain to your friend how the matter lies without the restraint of my presence. I shall try over the Hoffman Barcarolle upon my violin. In five minutes, I shall return for your final answer. You quite grasp the alternative, do you not? Shall we take you? Or shall we have the stone? Off, Manu. What's that chap on about? Oh, shut up, Sam. Let me think. If it's trouble, why didn't you plug him? Oh, you're a fool, Sam. Anyone but you could have seen he was holding a revolver in his dressing gown pocket.
2: Oh. Does he know about the stone?
1: Know knows a damn sight too much about it. And I'm not sure he doesn't know all about it. Good Lord. Ike Sanders has split on us.
2: Oh,
1: he has, has he? I'll do him down a thickum for that if I swing for Well, oh, That won't help us much. We've got to make up our minds what to do. Yeah, I do know. He's a leery code, that one in there. He wants watching. Do you suppose he's listening? <laughs> How can he be listening while he's playing that thing? Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, what is it now? Maybe somebody's behind a curtain. There's too many curtains in this room. Yeah, uh, that's all right. It's only a dummy, a fake. Well, fright me, Madame Sword ain't in it. It's a living spit of him, gun and all. All but them curtains. Come. Oh, confound the curtains! We're wasting our time, and there's not too much of it. You know he can lag us over the stone. The devil he can. He's offered to let us slip if we only tell him where the swag is. What?
2: Give it up?
1: Give up a hundred thousand quid? It's one or the other. Listen, he's alone in there. Next to do mean. Once he's locked out, we've nothing to fear of. If we shot him, we could hardly get away in a place like this. Oh. Besides, it's likely enough that the police know whatever evidence he has got.
2: What you are, Governor?
1: Nothing. Just a noise in the street. Now look here, Governor. You got the brains. You can think of a wire, it, sure. It's slugging is no use. Oh, then it's up to you. I fooled better men than Holmes. The stone is here in my secret pocket. I take no chances leaving it about. It can be out of England tonight and cut into four pieces in Amsterdam before Sunday. You see, he knows nothing of Vanseda.
2: I thought you said Vanseda was going next week.
1: He was, but now he must get off by the next boat. One of us must slip round with a stone to Lime Street and tell him. But the false bottom ain't ready yet. Well, he must take it as it is and chance it. There's not a moment to lose. As to Holmes, we can fool him easily enough. I'll tell him the stone's in Liverpool. Oh, confound that whining music. It's getting on my nerves. Come back here. I'll to line at the keyhole. Here's the stone. I
2: don't know how you dare carry
1: Well, where could I keep it safer? If we could take it out of Whitehall, someone else could easily take it out of my lodgings. Out of your hands? What? What? Thank you, you Count. It will be safe with me. Well, but but that was a waxwork in that chair a minute ago. Well, Your surprise is very natural. You are not aware, of course, that a second door from my bedroom leads behind that curtain, which was worrying you so much, Mr. Merton. Oh, Mr. Merton. I fancied you must have heard me as I stepped into the dummy's chair. But luck and the passing cab were on my side. So that was it. It gave me a chance of listening to your racy conversation, which would have been painfully constrained had you been aware of my presence. That you, Sniff, No violence, gentlemen, no violence, I beg of you. Consider the furniture. It must be very clear to you that your position is an impossible one. The police are waiting below. Governor! All right, they give you best, Holmes. I believe you are the devil himself. Not far from him, at any rate. A well, fair cock. Here, that blooming fiddle is playing itself. Dear me, you're right. Well, let it play. The modern gramophone is a remarkable invention. Gramophone. Good. Oh. In here, officer. Come on, Sam. Gramophone. We've been waiting to get you. And you too, sir. You uh, take your hands off
2: me, my man. Not like that. wet we- we- <laughs>
1: gramophone.
2: Your <laughs> cantomere is here, sir.
1: Oh, show his lordship up, Billy, while I switch off the uh, gramophone. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, my dear Holmes. So you're safe after all. Yes. And I see you have Cantlemere downstairs. Watson, yes. shall we make his lordship unbeaten? Oh. Dare we venture upon a slight liberty? Well, uh, <laughs>
2: Will you step this way, Your Lordship? Lord Candlemere. What on earth is going on here, Mr Holmes?
1: Constables and fellows all over the place. How do you do, Lord Candlemere? It's chilly for the time of the year, but rather warm indoors. Watson, pray help me with these Lordship. Oh, no, I um, thank you. I will not take it off. Oh, pray allow me. My friend, Dr Watson, would assure you that these changes of temperature are most insidious. Am I not right? Oh, certainly, to be sure. Well, I'm uh, quite comfortable as I am, sir. So I have no need to stay. I simply looked in to know how your self-appointed task is progressing. Ah, it is difficult. Very difficult. Ah, I feared you would find it so. Every man finds his limitations, Mr. Holmes. But at least it cures us of the weakness of self-satisfaction. Yes, sir. I admit I have been much perplexed. No doubt. Especially upon one point. Possibly you could help me upon it. You apply for my advice rather late in the day. I thought you had your own all-sufficient methods. Still, I'm ready to help you. Your Lordship is most obliging. You see, we can no doubt frame a case against the actual thief. When you have caught them. (laughs) Exactly. But the question is, how shall we proceed against the receiver? Receiver? Is this not rather premature? It is as well to have our plans ready. Now, what would you regard as final evidence against the receiver? The actual possession of the stone. You would arrest him upon that? Most undoubtedly. In that case, my dear sir, I shall be under the painful necessity of advising your arrest. Mr. Holmes, you take a great liberty. In 50 years of official life, I cannot recall such a case. I am a busy man, sir, engaged upon important affairs, and I have no time or taste for foolish jokes. I may tell you frankly, sir, that I have never been a believer in your powers, and that I have always been of the opinion that the matter was far safer in the hands of a regular police force. Your conduct confirms all my conclusions. I have the honour, sir, to wish you good evening. Oh, one moment, sir. Actually, to go off with the Mazarin stone would be a more serious offence than to be found in temporary possession of it. Sir, this is intolerable. Let me pass. Put your hand in the right-hand pocket of your overcoat. What do you mean, sir? Come, come, do what I ask. I, uh, I, well, if it will make an end of the charade, I, uh, get the Mazarin stone. Great heaven! Too bad of me, Lord Cantledear. Too bad. My old friend here will tell you that I have an impish habit of practical joking, <laughs> Also that I can never resist a dramatic situation. I took the liberty, the very great liberty, I admit, of putting the stone into your pocket at the beginning of our interview. Sir, I... I am bewildered. Uh, but yes, it is indeed the mazarin stone. Mr... Mr. Holmes, we are greatly your debtors. Your sense of humour may be, uh, as you would admit, somewhat perverted, and its exhibition remarkably untimely. Remarkably. But at least I will draw any reflection I have made upon your amazing professional powers. But how The details can wait. No doubt, Lord Cantlemere, your pleasure in telling of this successful result in the exalted circle to which you return will be some small atonement for my practical joke and now oh oh, of course you have your overcoat yes yes and i apologize again mr holmes once more then good evening And to you sir good evening good Good evening evening, sir oh well he's an excellent and loyal person but rather the old regime and now my dear watson Pray touch the bell. Of course, And as of old, Mrs. Hudson shall lay dinner or two. (laughs) Oh, Holmes! (laughs) Really? (laughs) That was The Mazarin Stone by Michael Hardwick, based on the short story by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Sherlock Holmes was played by Carlton Hobbs and Dr. Watson by Norman Shelley. Production for the BBC was by Robin Midgley.